for another wonderful episode of the wave around this week we're gonna talk kansas we're gonna talk about the season so far and we're gonna talk about some other things stay tuned because it's gonna be awesome What is going on, everybody? My name is J-Mac, and welcome to the Wave Around. That's right. It's another wonderful Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day of the week that you're listening to this show, and it's time for another great episode of the Wave Around, brought to you by Sandwich Man Racing Sports Memorabilia, where fans become family. Make sure you check them out at sandwichmanracing.com, and they will take care of you. All right, thank you guys so, so very much for joining me for another episode. I think this is episode 14. This is the last time I'm going to keep track of the actual episode numbers, but this is episode 14, and we're going to talk Kansas. We're going to talk uh, Darlington a little bit about some cool throwbacks or whatever, and plus, we're going to talk about what I think so far has been the probably the greatest season we've seen in a while. We're going to talk about that. This is like the first third of it or whatever, with a, you know. So we're going to talk about that, review that. Of course, we're going to talk about uh, how I finally, finally went out and got myself a haircut. Plus, we'll bring you the rants and some NASCAR history. So we'll definitely be talking about some cool stuff today. But first, before we start, we lost two drivers this weekend. We lost Eric McClure. He was a former NASCAR driver and owner, died at the very, very young age of 42 years old. I'm 37, and this guy just died at 42. That is not a, a much of a difference, all right? That is right around the corner for me. So to die at 42, that is that is super, super young. Our thoughts and prayers are with him and his, or with his family. And of course, we've lost three-time Indianapolis 500 winner Bobby Unser who died at the age of 87. So being out, living out here in Indianapolis, the answer name is just like a legendary name, period, in this this area. So that is a uh, sad, sad loss. Definitely a legend to go out and win three Indianapolis 500s is uh, not an easy feat. So our thoughts and prayers are with the Unser family as well. All right, so let's go ahead and get this started, all right, shall we? Kyle Bush went out and swept another weekend. Again, I don't know. I've I don't know how many times this guy has swept like you know an entire race weekend, but he's done it again. He uh, wins the truck race and was their second overtime. He go ahead and he wins that one. He turns around and comes back Sunday on his birthday. And wins the Bushy McBush Race 400 down there in Kansas on, guess what, an overtime start. So it's safe to say that Kyle Bush is now reestablishing himself. All right, he he desperately needed this win after the uh, the tragedy that uh, happened with his him and his wife this past week. Had a very tough week, very very sad. Um, so to go out and win not one but two races, I think definitely, definitely helped uh, make up for that tragedy. I mean, didn't really make up for it, but, you know, it had to make them feel better. 
So Kyle Busch does that on his birthday. He turned 37, 38, or whatever. Congratulations, Kyle Busch. You did it on your birthday. So, um, Kansas. Wow, the Bushy McBush whatever hell race that was. Like, um, I don't know. Uh, they uh, they had that like uncontrolled tire that just rested there in the infield for a while. And usually when that happens, they throw a caution right away. But they didn't throw a caution. They waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And finally, throw the caution. Because I think, seriously, they wanted to make sure that old uh, Larry McReynolds' trends stuck. That's why I think they threw the caution when they did. Um, I mean, it was some big controversy. A lot of people were pissed off at that decision. Their excuse was we were waiting for everybody to uh, finish their uh, green flag uh, pit stops. We didn't want to screw anybody over. That's some BS because I've seen it where guys have gone in to do their green flag pit stops. And then all of a sudden the t- caution comes out and these dudes are screwed because they're on pit road while this caution comes out. So NASCAR this time was like, no, man, we're just going to save the... Um, we're just going to let everybody do their pit stops. And then we're going to throw this yellow. Man, come on, dude. Chris Buescher was like trying. He was desperately waiting for that yellow or whatever. Like, throw the damn yellow. He was waiting for the caution. He was leading those laps. He was, you know, building on some strategy or whatever. That way when the the uh, end of stage cam came, you know, he wouldn't have to pit. He'd be on fresher tires, thus getting a better restart position. Guy was working on some strategy. But NASCAR's like, I don't care about your strategy. All right? We're going to throw the yellow flag when we freaking feel like throwing the yellow flag. So that's that. So Kyle Busch is your winner on his 36th birthday, right? A Bush wins at the Bushy McBush race 400. Pretty cool, huh? So Kyle Busch comes in first. Kevin Harvey comes in second. Brad Kozlowski in third. Matt Benedetto fourth. Chase Elliott, finally showing something, comes in fifth. Martin Truex Jr. sixth. Tyler Reddick seventh. Chris Buescher eighth. William Byron ninth. And Austin Dillon 10th. So there you have it. You had the two RCR cars coming in 7th and 10th, respectively. William Byron uh, showing guys while quietly showing people that this is his season. Becomes the youngest driver in Cup Series history. Listen to this stat. The youngest driver in Cup Series history to have nine straight. That's nine straight top 10 finishes. I mean, I've been saying it the last couple of shows that William Byron is secretly, secretly, quietly being very, very consistent. All right. Nine in a row. Nine straight top tens. Youngest driver in Cup Series history to do that. I mean, if you're you're telling me that William Byron is uh, overrated or whatever, you're 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 dumb. Don't even talk to me. Don't even come and try to bring that argument. William Byron is here. We've been waiting for this moment for a while. He was hyped up, you know, super awesome in iRacing or whatever. You know, he, he did his thing in truck. He did his thing in the Xfinity series. And, you know, he just spent a season in each and then just jumped straight in the cup. And everybody's like, what the heck, man? That's, that's too fast. And he was overhyped is what a lot of people were saying. No, man, William Byron is a very talented driver. All right, don't sleep on William Byron this year. I'm telling you, he's got the right combination with crew chiefs. Um, he's got his car is just super fast, and 
right now he's looking like the best driver at Hendrick Motorsports. In fact, he is with nine straight top tens. William Byron is the best at Hendrick Motorsports right now as we speak. And speaking of Hendrick Motorsports, what was up with Kyle Larson? Kyle Larson looks like this was his for the taking. All right. He led the most laps, 132 laps he led. But he finished 19th after the final restart went bad as he tried to push Ryan Blaney to the front. He tried to push him, it just didn't work out. I don't think he knows how to push yet. So he pushed him, Ryan Blaney goes sideways. And uh, he finished, you know, Ryan Blaney ends up 21st. Kyle Larson ends up 19th. Quote from Kyle Larson was, Just another day where I led a lot of laps and I don't win. He's just got to go figure it out. Um, yeah, you need to figure out something, bro, because you got the speed on the mile and a half tracks. You got the speed. You're finding the speed. You're leading laps. You're doing everything right. But when it comes to finishing, he just had those last two mile and a half. He just hasn't finished. We saw it where Ryan Blaney beat him at the end over there. Um, and it happens again here. Some, uh, some highlights, some winners I saw of the race, you know, Kyle Busch, of course, a day after he won the camping truck series race he wins his first cup race of the season he has won at least one cup race now for 17 consecutive seasons tying him with david pearson for second on the all-time list richard petty won at least one race in 18 seasons bush says there's definitely not very many things that you're going to beat petty at that's for darned sure kevin harvick finally does good he finishes second and provides a positive sign for the guys over there at Stuart Haas Racing. And they've only had one top five finish on mile and a half speedways this season before this past weekend. Brad Kay does a third place finish. It's his uh, fifth top five this season. Only Denny Hamlin has more top fives this year. Of course, we talked about William Byron. He's 23 years old. He's the youngest, like we said, to score nine top tens in a row in cup history. How about RCR over there? Both both of their drivers placed <clears throat> in the top ten. Reddick was seventh. Dylan was tenth. And let's not forget Daniel Suarez, who is in the, finished eleventh, who is aligned with RCR. Way to go, guys. Way to go. Dylan has finished in the top ten in the last three races. Losers, we'd already talked about Kyle Larson. Ryan Blaney, after the push from Kyle Larson, he shoved him sideways on the final restart. He, uh, His potential top five finish turned into a 21st placed result. And Eric Almarola finished 29th. That's the fifth time in 11 races. He's placed 29th or worse this season. So there you have it. The Bushy McBush 400 race down there in Kansas. Kyle Busch comes and wins on his birthday. He joins Kale Yarbrough as the second driver in NASCAR history to win on his birthday more than once. So this is not the first time he's won on his birthday. He joins Kale Yarbrough as the second driver in NASCAR history to win on his birthday more than once. I said it right there. That's the stat. All right. So, Kansas, what do you guys think? I uh, personally whatever i don't like this uh this this rules package on some of these tracks these some of these mile and a half tracks is just garbage uh you hear dirty air clean air 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 blah 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 i hope next year that the next gen car which by the way is getting revealed tomorrow 
that's right, tomorrow, on race day over there, or race hub, one of those channels, one of those shows. Uh, I hope it does a lot better on these mile and a half tracks. All right, this, uh, whatever, 2021 mile and a half rules package, it's a hit or miss. And for Kansas, it was just like, meh, whatever. Um, I mean, I like the race besides that stupid, let's not throw a caution thing. That was pretty good. Had some good action, but it is what it is. All right. Just need to figure out this uh, rules package to make it exciting on every mile and a half track. So that is the race weekend, this past race weekend. That's my quick little review of it. All right. Cool. We move on to Darlington. Throwback weekend on Mother's Day. This Sunday is the cup race. Of course, we got Friday and Saturday. Truck and Xfinity race, respectively. It's throwback weekend. It's Darlington. You gotta love NASCAR. Throwing it back to the old school days. So a lot of the teams have been revealing their sweet-looking paint schemes. And I'm sure we're going to see more in the next couple days before the actual race. We have yet to see some RCR cool throwbacks. They always do some cool stuff. Looking forward to that. Um, <clears throat> we saw William Byron throwing back to Valvoline as they are now a sponsor again. Uh, Chase Elliott's doing the uh, the cool Alan Kowicki Hooters. About damn time that he does an Alan Kowicki throwback in a Hooters car. Come on now. Um, we got... Yeah, I mean, it's just awesome. Some some great throwbacks in the Cup Series and the Xfinity side. All right, so Let's go ahead and talk about some other... NASCAR news real quick. Uh, GMS Racing put out a statement that due to unfortunate circumstances, Raphael Lassard will no longer compete in the number 24 for GMS Racing for the remainder of the 2021 season. Information on the number 24 entry will be announced at a later date. So Ryan Reed has actually been announced that he will step in the truck, the number 24 truck at Darlington this weekend. So we'll wait for further news on that to see who actually replaces them full-time. We don't know the uh, the circumstances. There's some rumors out there, um, but we're waiting for the actual news on that. Here's some other another cool little stat since we were just talking about Darlington. Did you know that Darlington hasn't been won from a top-five starting position since spring of 2014? It's a pretty cool, cool little stat there. Uh, also, news you might have missed, Ryan Newman became the 19th driver in NASCAR history with 700 starts, and his third he's the third active driver to hit that mark. So the 700 club right now, we have Kurt Busch, Ryan Newman, and Kevin Harvick. That's it. In fact, those are like the, the last three that we remember since Jimmy Johnson retired that, um, you know, watching some old races that you'd hear a lot of their names. So there you go. Welcome to the 700 Club, Ryan Newman. Uh, so that's pretty much NASCAR news that we've had so far, or news that you may have missed. So, pretty cool. Darlington Weekend comes up, coming up, like we said. Looking forward to it. It's on Mother's Day this year, so make sure that you treat your wives and your mothers nice before you sit down and watch a race. Alright, make them happy. Take them out to a quick breakfast or brunch. Then... You know, do the laundry, do the dishes. That's what I'm doing. Do all that stuff so that you can uh, get on your significant others or your mom's good graces. Graces. 
all right? Because I don't want to hear anybody, you know, oh, man, I had to go watch at the bar because my wife kicked me out the house. I mean, if you want to go watch at the bar, go do that. Make sure you take care of your woman first, all right? It's Mother's Day. I got three boys. My wife is a saint when it comes to raising those three boys. So, you know, I'm definitely going to make sure that she feels special. Make her breakfast in bed. You know, I'm clean the house a little bit. And uh, I'm going to take care of her because you're, she already gets annoyed every Sunday with me watching races. So I don't want to annoy her even more on the Mother's Day. All right. We'll be right back after this break. We will talk what we have seen so far in this season. And then we'll talk about how I got a haircut. It's coming up right after this on the Wave Around. All right, all right. So far, this season has been incredible. We're 11 races into the season. We've seen 10 different winners. The playoff picture is looking crazy. What is going to happen? Are we going to have 16 different winners? Is it going to be where you can't point yourself in pretty much? I don't know. We need to keep watching and find out. We've had some first-time winners. we had some surprise winners. We've had guys that are big-time names, not even won a race yet, like Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, who pretty much just dominated the 2020 season. We've had the defending champion hasn't won a race yet. We've had, uh, yeah, that's about, those are like the big names that have, that have won a race that Last year, haven't won a race this year yet. So what is going on? Let's talk about the Daytona Road Course. The very first race. What was it? The uh, the Clash or whatever. Uh, Kyle Busch wins that one. Um, we saw Chase Elliott get into uh, Ryan Blaney there at the end. And he, um, uh, Kyle Busch was there to win the Busch Clash. Then we see the first duel, won by Eric Amarola. The second duel, we see Austin Dillon come in and win that one. And then, of course, the big race, the Daytona 500. Michael McDowell comes in at the end after a major crash between Penske team members Brad Kozlowski and Joey Logano. Michael McDowell just comes out of nowhere and wins his very first career race. And starts the surprise winning trend. The road course, Christopher Bell comes and wins his very first career race. Then Homestead, Miami, we saw William Byron dominate. Followed by Las Vegas Speedway, Kyle Larson comes in and dominates. Phoenix Raceway, Martin Truex Jr. gets a win. Atlanta Motor Speedway, we see Ryan Blaney stealing it from old Kyle Larson. Like, what the heck? That was surprising. Nobody saw that coming down there in Atlanta. Ryan Blaney wins. Joey Logano comes in and wins the first ever Bristol Motor Speedway on dirt. The, the very first dirt race at Bristol Motor Speedway. I mean, that was another... New winner. We hadn't, you know, at that point, no repeat winners until the next weekend at Martinsville Speedway, where Martin Truex Jr. comes and shows everybody why it's called Martinsville. Richmond Raceway, we saw Alex Bowman winning. So we see three out of the four um, HMS drivers winning. Then in Talladega, we see 
not only we see Joey Logano flip upside down, but we see Brad Kozlowski come in and winning. Thus, now all three drivers from Penske have won themselves a race. And then, of course, last weekend down there in Kansas, we see Kyle Busch not only win the cup race, but win the truck race the day before. Sweeping the weekend, winning on his birthday. Way to go. What will we see at Darlington? Are we going to see one of these uh, these known, these guys that haven't won yet, like a Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott? Are we going to see one of those guys come in and win? Or are we going to see a repeat winner? Honestly, I don't know what is going to happen this weekend. I don't know. I think maybe we'll finally see, after we saw the um, Kevin Harvick come in second, I think finally we might see him come in and win. But don't count Chase out. Don't count Denny Hamlin out. Hell, don't count anybody out. All right, This season has been awesome so far. Minus a few little hiccups we've had, such as the whole yellow flag incident this past weekend. But other than that, man, I'm loving this season. I can't wait to see what the rest of the season comes up. I mean, we have Darlington. Then we have Dover. And then a race I'm really looking forward to on May 23rd, Circuit of the Americas. And then, of course, we have the big Coke 600 um, on Sunday, May 30th, which is like a super awesome race weekend. Because not only that, we have the Monaco Grand Prix. We got the Indy 500, which I might actually go try to go to since they're opening it up to fans. And then the Coke 600. And then we got Sonoma on June 6th. And then, of course, the All-Star Race on June 13th. And then, on June 20th, we switch over to NBC, and we have Nashville Super Speedway. The 26th and 27th, we had that little double header over in Pocono. July 4th, Road America. So, on the 4th of July, Road America. Uh, July 11th, we got Atlanta Motor Speedway, which said they're going to have 100% capacity in the grandstands. So, that's something to look forward to. Um, right there, New Hampshire on July 18th, July or August 8th, we have Watkins Glen International. So we take that little break right there. It looks like for the Olympics after the July 18th race, August 15th, a race I'm looking forward to as well. The big race, 82 laps for 200 miles on the Indiana Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. We saw Xfinity guys do it last year. Cup guys are going to do it this year for the first time. August 22nd, Michigan International Speedway. And then on August 28th, the season finale for Daytona, over there at Daytona, Coke 400. And then we get to the round of 16, which we go back to Darlington. Then we go to Richmond. Then we go to Bristol. And then we go to the round of 12 for Vegas, Talladega, and the Roval. Then the round of 8, Texas Motor Speedway, Kansas Speedway, and Martinsville Speedway. And then, of course, on November 7th, the Phoenix Raceway, the championship. Who will be in that race? I have no idea. Because based on this season, it could be anybody. Michael McDowell could go out and win the damn championship for all we know. Who knows? So those, so that is what the, uh, the season has transpired to so far. And what we got looking forward to down the road. And speaking of the season, let's talk about some uh, some disappointments we've seen so far, as well as some surprises. Disappointments, I'd have to say, is that 23-11 team. They came in super hyped because Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin teamed up, and they're like, we're putting together a race team. So far, the results haven't been there. And they have Joe Gibbs equipment, guys. They have Joe Gibbs equipment. 
Is it the driver? I don't necessarily think so. I think it's because they're a young team. But who knows? Because if you look at the points, uh, Bubba Wallace is in 20th, and I think the 43 of Eric Jones is in 23rd when it comes to points. So, yeah, all them people are saying, oh, Eric Jones is going to come prove something to Richard Petty Motorsports. Well, guess what? When it comes to uh, points, it's not happening. But we still cannot ignore the fact that Daniel Suarez right now over there at Trackhouse Racing, who has an RCR affiliation, is doing 10 times better with than Bubba Wallace. And they had no expectations. Nobody was really expecting a lot from Trackhouse Racing. But then again, them RCR cars this year are looking great. So with Daniel Suarez being an RCR car, it uh, it kind of makes sense. And as far as Joe Gibbs, I mean, they got three out of their four guys, right? Yeah, three out of four. So you have Martin. No, so you have Martin Truex. Yeah, Martin Truex, Kyle Busch, and the old uh, Christopher Bell. Denny Hamlin hasn't seemed to figure stuff out. Could it be a coincidence? I don't know. Denny Hamlin's hasn't won a race, but he's doing good. He's being consistent. And another, like the fifth Joe Gibbs car with uh, 2311. Hasn't been really doing it, you know. There have been some questionable calls as far as, like, their strategy or whatever. But, <sighs> I don't know. I, I want to see Bubba succeed so bad just because of all the hate he's been getting. I mean, if you ever met the guy in real life, the dude is freaking awesome. He, he is super fan-friendly. Fan super cool dude. Chill dude to talk to, man. So, it's it's not him, you know. Like, his personality-wise, I, I like Bubba. Who knows? I mean, they got freaking great funding. Toyota Racing Development funds their cars very well. It's pretty much a Joe Gibbs car. So what is going down? You know, what is going down? Tell me, Bubba. You know, if you listen to the show, which I doubt, but hey, you never know. You're a great dude. You know, you're a talented race car driver. Uh, what is going on at, at 2311? Anyways, we'll draw on that more later. Some surprises, like I said, track house racing. Way to go, Daniel Suarez. Daniel Suarez is one of those like dudes that's super cool, super chill. Like I want to hang out with them and just drink a beer with them or something. Just nice dude. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports. You know, three other four drivers. You know, have won a race, so that they're they're proving that hey, we're here to you know we're back. RCR is another great surprise. Look for one of the RCR cars to win a race very, very soon. Another uh, kind of like, what the hell's going on? What's up with you, Chase? I know you, all these new, new fans that you gained. These twenty—I call them the 2020 fans because they've only been fans of yours since you won the championship. Yes, I said it. They're like, oh my god, Chase Elliott is garbage. He sucks. I'm going to find me a new driver. If you're a true Chase Elliott fan, you know that he struggles. Not struggle, but he doesn't really get hot until after the summer. Yes, he won Talladega in 2019, which was like in the spring. But historically, if you look at all his wins, they come in the later months. All right, They come in like those late spring, early summer months. Definitely in the fall as well. So Chase Elliott fans, myself included, don't worry. Our boy is going to come dominate. It could be this weekend at Darlington. All right. It very well could be. Hell, May 23rd, Circuit of the Americas. 
Hell, next weekend, May 16th, he's won at Dover. All right, so he's won at Dover. He's good at freaking uh, road courses. So we got the 23rd, Circuit of the Americas. Hell, he almost won the Coke 600, or not the, he almost won the, uh, the 600 last year down there in Charlotte when they came back. You know, just a late, late uh, pit. You know, made a late pit because he needed some fresh tires. But hey, he came back and won the uh, the second Charlotte race, so he could damn near win in Charlotte. Then we got Sonoma, June sixth. That's a road course, all right. Nobody knows what's gonna happen in Nashville, all right. Pocono, whatever. Road America, road course, July fourth. Atlanta, can he win in his hometown on July eleventh? Who knows? Watkins Glen, he's won there twice. August eighth, August fifteenth. It's a road course. Nobody's ran that road course yet in Cup. There you go. Um, another one of my favorites. Old uh, Charlotte's, the Charlotte Roval, October 10th, during the playoffs. And, of course, he won in Martinsville, and he's won at Phoenix, and he's won at Kansas, and he's won at Talladega. Those are all in the playoffs. So don't worry, Chase Elliott fans. Things are looking bright. Next couple of weeks, we could see him win. We could see him win this weekend. We could see him win next weekend. We could see him win at the Circuit of the Americas because that's anybody's race. So don't you fret, Chase Elliott fans. Your win is coming. Our win is Our time is coming. All right? And then when it does, we're going to sing the John Cena song. Dun, 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 dun. My time is up. My time is now, now. You can't see me because I'm so fast. Anyways, just a little... Little comical relief there for you guys. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to talk about J Max haircut and some other stuff right after this. All right, it's my favorite part of the show the J Mac rant or review or rave. This weekend, or this this week's, we're going to talk about how I finally got a haircut. All right, I was looking shaggy for probably about a month and a half. As you guys know, I spent like 41 days down in El Paso. I got a haircut when I first got there, but it wasn't like a serious haircut. It was like, hey, let's make it look nice and neat. So I look somewhat professional when I'm in uniform. But I didn't really care. Because if you guys don't know, I am active duty military. I'm getting ready to retire. So I'm like trying to let everything grow out. I'm working with different, you know, styles to see how I want my hair when I get out. Because I'm definitely growing a beard. It's going to be epic. I can't wait. The time is coming soon. I'm, I really need to start buckling down and getting serious on what my plans are for when I get out. So if you guys are hiring, anybody got a great job for me, let me know. I will relocate. All right. It don't matter where I'm at. I just want to do something. It's going to be weird. So you're going to have to stick with me for a little bit, bear with me for a little bit, because I might cuss a lot, because that's how we talk in the military, I might say some inappropriate things, because that's how we talk in the military, but have faith, because your boy will succeed for you, heck, if I can come here and not say some crazy stuff on a podcast for, an, you know, 45 minutes or whatever, I think I could do it for eight hours, but anyways, yes, so I went and got me a haircut, so I go to this little barbershop here in the local town that I live in, Pretty sweet barbershop. They cater to, uh, to, to to guys or what, you know, whatever. Um, but you have to make an appointment, which is awesome because there's a couple barbershops I go into and you try to do walk-ins and they lose track of who's next. You're waiting for hours and hours and hours. So I like to make appointments. So I make an appointment with the best available barber that uh, can cut my hair 
because I've got my hair cut from several barbers there, and one barber I liked, she left and went somewhere else. So I was getting my hair cut by this other lady, and nah, it was all right. So I booked this appointment, best available, and I get—I guess she's like the manager of this store. They got like two locations out here. So she's the manager of the store here in Franklin. I get my hair cut by her. Oh my gosh, let me tell you, this is probably like one of the better hair, best haircuts I've gotten in a long time. Uh, I used to get my hair cut all the time in Texas by a, a barber shop there. I was super, super loyal to them. And they cut my hair like it was on point. Today, holy crap, my hair looks good. I'm going to have to take a picture and I'm going to put it on Facebook. So if you're not a member of the Facebook pages, make sure you check them out. The Wave Around, The Sandwich Shop, um, just to name a few. All right, check those pages out. You'll see a picture. So anyway, yes. My hair looks glorious. I got the hard part because I like to do the comb over. You know, got the nice little taper fade on the sides. You know, she even shaved my, cut down my eyebrow or shaved my eyebrows with the comb a little bit. You know, make them look nice. Shaved the inside of my ear hair. Man, it was awesome. Like, I feel fresh. I don't even want to take a shower right now because she styled my hair perfectly. So. Yeah, that that's I'm I'm super proud of my haircut. I know you guys are like, what the heck is this guy talking about a haircut for? Well, I mean, why? What a weird what a weirdo. But hey, you know me. We like to talk about whatever comes to my mind. The crazy mind of J Mac. That's why this show is the podcast brought to you by the mind of an everyday average Joe who likes to talk NASCAR and other things, NASCAR related. And who just likes to blabble and talk about other randomness. So this week, instead of just ranting and being mad about something, I'm I'm happy about my haircut. I'm raving about my haircut. All right, let's move on, guys. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about how um what's what's going on? Oh yeah, yeah, duh. The uh, it's, it's May 9th is our next cup race, right? Yeah, May 9th is our next cup race. So. As you know, every week I like to talk winners that have won a cup race on the next cup uh, date. All right. So, for instance, May 9th is our next cup race down in Darlington. So, what I do, I like to do, is I like to discuss winners that have won on that date. So, here we go 1948, Red Byron did it down in Wadesboro, North Carolina. Interesting fact about Red Byron. Byron, no relation to William, at least we don't think, is he was the first NASCAR champion in any division. All right, he won the modified championship in 1948, and then in 1949 he won the Strictly Stock Series, which became the Grand National Series, which became the Winston Cup Series, which became the Next Tail, which became Sprint, which became Monster, which is now known as the Cup Series. So there you have it. Red Byron is the man that won the very first. NASCAR Cup Series Championship in 1949. He won a race on May 9th in 1948 in Wadesboro, North Carolina. 1953, Buck Baker did it in Columbia, South Carolina. 1954, Buck Baker again in Wilson, North Carolina. In 1964, Fred Lorenzen in Darlington, South Carolina. 1970, David Pearson, Darlington, South Carolina. In 1971, Benny Parsons in South Boston, Virginia. 
I don't know where that's at, but I'm sure my Virginian friends will let me know where it's at. 2009, Mark Martin and Darlington. And then 2015, Mr. Seven Time, Jimmy Johnson, and Kansas City. Ladies and gentlemen, those are winners. Those are cup drivers that have won a race on May 9th, whatever year. We will add another to that list for 2021. Let's go ahead and talk some bold predictions for Darlington. Darlington is the throwback weekend. Darlington is the the throwback weekend is when they come and show, you know, people dress crazy like back in the day. They have some cool paint schemes and all that stuff. And they do it across all three series. So it's definitely something that a lot of fans love. They love look, you know, looking forward to uh, throwback weekend and what drivers are going to do. And as you guys know, that the uh, it used to be called the Southern 500, and um, pretty much from 2015 to 2020, the race weekend um, was always held on Labor Day, Labor Day weekend. All right, and it's they've been calling it Throwback Weekend. You know, so they have all those cool throwback paint schemes. Um, so that race got moved to spring. So the throwback weekend is now the spring race this year. And uh, since last year, we know that Darlington is currently scheduled to take place as the first race of the NASCAR playoffs. So there you have it. Because of the Ferkel lawsuit, Darlington lost one of its two races. All right, we had the, uh, the the 500 miler was moved from Saturday of Mother's Day weekend in May and renamed for the sponsorship of Dodge, whatever. And then they reassumed the Southern 500 name in 2009. And then in 2015, we moved it back to Labor Day weekend. So for from 15 to 20, we called it the Throwback Weekend on Labor Day, and now it's here in the spring. A lot of crazy stuff has happened. In Darlington. Darlington is, in fact, one of the crown jewels of NASCAR and is nicknamed the oldest super speedway. All right, they got the Darlington stripe. It's called Track Too Tough to Tame. And it's been held, it's been holding a race since 1950. All right, you do 367 laps at the lovely. Darlington, who has been won by Jeff Gordon six times. Hendrick Motorsports has won there 11 times. And Chevy has won there 27 times. So, bold predictions. Here we go. I think, like I said earlier, we might see Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin or Chase Elliott. One of those three that have not won yet come through and win. Who knows? I think, personally, Kevin Harvick is going to bring in that... uh, that momentum that he had last weekend, and he's going to come in and win himself a race this year, trying to get him another, you know, giving us another winner. Um, who knows? But I'm also keeping my eye on Chase Elliott. Um, I, I think he's due for a race, but if not, he'll be fine because he's got a lot of races that he can win coming up later on in the season. All right, super Super Bowl prediction. Like, I'm talking about, I'm going to go ahead and pick an underdog that's going to win. Uh, not really an underdog, but he, he's been proven to do well. I think, uh, hey, let's go with Matty D. 
Matty D might get his first career race win this weekend at Darlington. Given Wood Brothers its 100th win at Darlington on throwback weekend, that would be quite the story. That would be so NASCAR. That would totally fit the narrative of this season. So look for that to might. Might be a, a, a situation that happens. For a like super, super out of nowhere guy that might win, let's go with Eric Almarola. Why not? Let's just throw a name out there. All right. So there you have it. Bold predictions. Look for Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, or Chase Elliott to possibly win. Matty D would be an awesome, awesome story to win on Throwback Weekend, giving the Wood Brothers their 100th win. And it would be in Darlington. Such a such a NASCAR 2021 storyline, if you tell me. What do you guys think? Leave some comments on Facebook. We'll be right back. We'll close out this show. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and close out another great episode of The Wave Around. I'd like to thank everybody out there that continues the show support who continues to send encouraging words and uh, just continues to listen every week. You guys are awesome. You guys are the reason why I'm doing this. Uh, one day I would like to make it big. But like I said, if I, if I reach one listener a week, I've done my job. I try to bring you guys quality content. Uh, try to have fun with you guys. So if you guys have not already checked out um, some cool Facebook groups, make sure you check out The Wave Around with J-Mac. Um, and of course the sandwich shop. I'm very active on both of those groups. Uh, they're both brought to you by sandwich man racing sports memorabilia, uh, BLT and his awesome family down there in South Carolina doing big things for the NASCAR diecast community, um, veteran owned family owned business, great people, awesome Teamed up with them. So now we're going to do some great things together. Going to bring you guys great content on not only this show, but also on Facebook. Do some cool live videos. Do some great giveaways. So much other stuff. So uh, go ahead and go to sandwichmanracing.com. All right, check them out. Uh, They will appreciate your business. They will definitely take care of you. Um, They send great packages out. Add cool little trinklets and cool stuff to it. Definitely check those guys out, all right? BLT, thank you, man. Thank you for allowing me to uh, to to join join with you with what you're doing over there. Definitely, definitely feel privileged. Looking forward to the relationship. If you guys missed that announcement, we talked about it last weekend. So go ahead and join Facebook uh, pages, other social media groups, and uh, we're gonna take care of you guys. All right. So thank you so very much for joining me again this week. All right, guys, as I always say every week, be kind and uh, be nice. Take care of each other. All right. This week, I'd like to add something. Go ahead. I I encourage everybody to do a a random act of kindness, whether that be volunteering at your local food bank or soup kitchen, donating to a local charity in your town or, you know, paying for somebody's food that's behind you in a drive through. I encourage everybody to just do a random act of, of kindness to a stranger this weekend or this week. I, th- I, You know, the world has so much hate in it right now. This country has so much hate right now. 
So let's better ourselves as human beings and be nice to each other. Let's treat people how we want to be treated. There's no need for all this hate in this world. We're all one big happy NASCAR family. You know, we all have different opinions on drivers. But when it comes down to it, we take care of each other and we, you know, have a great time with each other. So my friends out there listening in podcast land, I encourage you, go out and do a random act of kindness towards somebody. And also with that being said, if you join on Facebook, I am going to go ahead and announce right now that I will be giving away a diecast to somebody. To somebody. So, it's going to be a top tier driver. It's not going to be like anything cheap. I'll take care of shipping and all that. I will give somebody a diecast away. More details to follow, but I'm going to do something fun with it, all right? I think um, I'll announce it on Facebook and then... So for next week's uh, podcast, you'll have to pay a special close attention. And if you get the answer right, I will be giving that person a diecast. So yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, guys, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. You know, take care of you. Show kindness to a stranger. And as always, ladies and gentlemen... Let's go, Chase. This has been The Wave Around. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you and peace.